This is Unfiltered, episode 130 for January 20th, 2015. President Obama goes to Capitol Hill tonight to update Congress on the State of the Union. His speech comes during the best economic conditions of his presidency, but the worst political conditions. For the first time, he'll address a Republican-led House and Senate, and Bill Plant is at the White House with what the president hopes to accomplish tonight. Bill, good morning. Good morning. Well, the president may be a lame duck facing a Congress controlled by the opposition party, But tonight he'll try to turn that to his advantage for the sake of both his party and his own legacy. Welcome to a very, very special edition of Unfiltered, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you should not be watching. This is the one show that we do every single year covering our state of the union. My name is Chase Nunes. Joining me is my good friend, Mr. Chris Fisher. Hello there, Mr. Nunes. Boy, are uh, you uh, fired up and I ready am to fire- go? You know, this is, this. you know what, I, I know this is, I'm um, being a little homer here as as right now, as we record this show live, yeah. the president has entered yeah. are the you chamber. Excited, Chase? Are you-, you know, being American. <laughs> Look and, how smiling and, he's, you know, so he's, happy. he's giving high fives. He's yeah. signing uh, well, babies. He's, this he's year, ready to rock. This year, I don't know. I, I, I'm not as excited as I have been in years past because this year I'm worried we're going to hear things about cybersecurity. True. Uh, and I think yeah. it'll come out in the forms of protecting your information, yes. you know, keeping you secure. And that I'm a little worried about right. as a technologist. So this year I'm going to be well, listening for a, cu- a few things like that. It, it, it's it's going to be very interesting because the president, you know, uh, right now both houses of Congress are Republican. And, you know, the president is a Democrat. Yeah. So yeah. he, uh, everybody's saying, well, this is going to be a lame duck presidency, you right. know. And so we'll see what happens. But this is one of those things where I'm, I'm excited. I, I, you know, I, I always like to see. Look at the White House. We, oh, 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 the uh, White House. Uh, so we're, <laughs> we are getting a live stream. So uh, I like to see it. So I just want to, sorry to interrupt, but there, just because it's happening right now. Yeah. Happening now. Okay. Happening now. Let's just get it out of the way. Yeah. That's it. Right now. Uh, so we're getting a live feed from the White House. Ah. Uh, and then we've also got feeds coming in from uh, Fox News, PBS News, and then Chase throughout the show will be pulling up some backup streams on his end over there. Yes. So we are like we are like totally covered. So here. are we going to cover? Um, you know, I know we didn't pre discuss this, but are <laughs> we going to cover the uh, Republican response? Uh, well, I don't know. Okay. We tried it last year, and it was kind of a stinker. President uh, shaking hands we, okay, with Vice you know President what? Biden and Boner. Here's what I say: We tune in at the end, see how we're feeling, okay. and if we do it. All right. Uh, now I, I'm really curious to see what we end up. So this will be a live commentary. Of course, there's going to be lots of ways you could find this without our commentary in it. But what we wanted to do was sort of just do a little bit of fact checking while he's going. So I have a machine over here that I'll have Google up on. I'll be doing some googling while he talks. So hopefully, we'll get some live. Uh, some commentary for you, but otherwise we'll kind of give Obama the stage. As yeah, he goes. of course. I mean, he is the president, whether you like it or it's not. It's his show. It's his. Sh- this this is. He's got all this the channels. Week? The president's on. This week, Obama's our guest. Uh, this uh, week on. Uh, 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 not a lot. Oh wait, can he interrupt himself? All right, I, well, I oh, could. All right. Oh. I, 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 I will, Members I will, of Congress, uh, I have the high privilege and distinct honor of presenting to you the president of the United States. Uh, here's your speech, Boner, and here's your speech, Biden. So we're watching uh, the enhanced version, which uh, has some factoids along the side. Uh, pow- the PowerPoint. Yeah. 
However, like while we're going, if you wanted to pull up like a few alt, alt feeds, I'll, I'll I can switch over from time to time. I have your basic window there framed, your your Ooh, browser I, window. I might have changed it a little bit. Oh, oh, well, we can we okay. can roll with it. All right, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Vice President, members of Congress, State of our Union is strong. My Hashtag. fellow Americans, just do it, just do it. Hashtag. We're gonna get that a lot. Hashtag we are 15 years into this new century. 15 years that dawned with terror touching our shores. Oh. Hold on, I got 9-11 bell ready. Folded with a new generation fighting two long and costly wars. Uh-huh. Should I ding terror? That saw a vicious recession spread across our nation. I don't think so. Okay. And the world. A vicious recession. Well, he's true about it that. It has been and still is a hard time for many. But tonight, we turn the page. Tonight, after a breakthrough year for America, our economy is growing and creating jobs at the fastest pace since 1999. Low-wage jobs. Yeah. All right, one more. Low-wage. Woo. McDonald's. For those who are not watching the video, half... Half of the house is standing up right now. The uh, parts of the house are not. Oh, uh, they're getting up there. Uh, they're think, some, they're some. thinking about burgers. Our unemployment yep. rate is now lower than it was before the financial crisis. That's because you're not counting it, right? More that's of our okay. kids are graduating than ever before. With no jobs. More of our people <laughs> are insured than I'll stop. ever before. I'll stop. So it's already been leaked that he's going to, you know, release a new. He's going to announce a new tax plan. Now, right. uh, Obama only has a thirty percent success rates for uh, plans that he announces during the State we of the are Union. As free from the grip of foreign oil as we've been in almost thirty years. Uh, he actually has the lowest success rate since Ford. <laughs> Tonight, for the first time since nine eleven, our combat mission in Afghanistan is over. There's still thousands of troops and contractors. Six years ago, nearly 180,000 American troops served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Today, fewer than 15,000 remain. And we salute the courage and sacrifice of every man and woman in this 9-11 generation who has served to keep us safe. We are humbled and grateful for your service. Oh, how nice of everybody to start clapping. That's nice. Starting out with a pretty strong 9-11. Yeah. Got to build a foundation. Of course. But the threat out there remains. We could talk about ISIS. ISIL. could talk about Paris. That's and in how, France. And how the threat remains. Hashtag We must S-T-O-U. remain vigilant. S-O-T-U. I mean, there's a lot we could do there. Hashtag. America, for all that we have endured, mm. for all the grit, and hard work required oh, to come grit. back. Yeah, it's a good one. Grit's going to come up grit. a lot. For all the tasks that lie ahead, know this. Mm-hmm. The shadow of crisis has passed. Oh, it has? The state of the union is strong. state of the union is strong. Take a drink, everybody. Take a drink. Oh, I should have got some booze. I know. I know. It's all right. At this moment, with a growing economy, shrinking deficits, bustling industry, booming energy production, we have risen from recession freer to write our own future than any other nation on earth. 
It's now up to us to choose who we want to be over the next 15 years and for decades to come. Elect Hillary. Will we accept an economy where only a few of us do spectacularly well? Or will we commit ourselves oh, to an economy that? Mm-hmm. that generates rising incomes and chances for everyone who makes the effort? That's the one I clap at. That's yeah. the one. That's the cue I clap for. Will we approach the world fearful and reactive, dragged into costly conflicts that strain our military and set back our standing? Or will we lead wisely, using all elements of our power to defeat new threats and protect our planet? Mm, all elements Ooh. of our power. Mm. Will we allow ourselves to be sorted into factions and turned against one another? Or will we recapture the sense of common purpose that has always propelled America forward? In two weeks, I will send this Congress a budget filled with ideas that are practical, not partisan. And yeah. in the months ahead, it's I'll true. crisscross the country making a case for those ideas. Oh, oh nice. Another so tonight, campaign. I want to focus less on a checklist of proposals mm-hmm. <laughs> and focus more on the values at stake in the choices before us. Oh, the, okay. All right. Lecture us. It begins with our economy. My economy. Seven years ago, Rebecca and Ben Erler of Minneapolis were newlyweds. Look, he had lunch. Oh, there she is, sitting right next to her. <laughs> That's not embarrassing. She waited tables. Awkward. He worked construction. Oh, my gosh. Their first child, Jack, was on the way. <laughs> they were young and in love in America. What? And it doesn't get much better than that. Aww. If only we had known, Rebecca wrote to me last spring. What was about to happen to the housing and construction market? Hmm. As the crisis worsened, Ben's business dried up. So he took what jobs he could find, even if they kept him on the road for long stretches of time. Rebecca took out student loans and enrolled in community college. Sucker. And retrained for a new career. Jeez. I'm saying taking out those they loans sacrificed been a rough. for each other. And slowly it paid off. Hmm. They bought their first home. They had a second son, Henry. Rebecca got a better job and then a raise. Ben's back in construction and home for dinner every night. It is amazing, Rebecca wrote, what you can bounce back from when you have to. We are a strong, tight-knit family who has made it through some very, very hard times. What he doesn't talk about is how much debt she still has. We are a strong, tight-knit family who has made it through some very, very hard times. America. Rebecca and Ben's story is our story. America. They represent the millions who've worked hard and scrimped and sacrificed and retooled. With grit and determination. You are the reason that I ran for this office. Not for special interests? You are the people I was thinking of six years ago today. In the darkest months of the crisis, mm. when I stood on the steps of this capital and promised we would rebuild our economy on a new foundation. He was pointing at the bankers in the front row. Uh, and it has been your resilience. Were those the judges? <laughs> that has made it possible for our country to emerge stronger. We believed we could reverse the tide of outsourcing and draw new jobs to our shores. Mm-hmm. Mm. And over the past five years, our businesses have created more than 11 million new jobs. 
We believed we could reduce our dependence on foreign oil and protect our planet. And today, America is number one in oil and gas. America is number one in wind power. Hmm. Every three weeks, we bring online as much solar power as we did in all of 2008. And thanks to lower gas prices and higher fuel standards, the typical family this year should save about $750 at the pump. I just fact-checked on unemployment. Shadowstat still has it consistent. Near 22%. Hmm. We believed we could prepare our kids for a more competitive world. And today, our younger students have earned the highest math and reading scores on record. Our high school graduation rate has hit an all-time high. More Americans finished college than ever before. By the way, those uh, college graduates are finishing with a job, too. Political fact, political fact is uh, saying that Obama's policies shouldn't really be attributed to the falling oil prices as that's happened around the world for all countries. Yeah. And encourage fair competition. Today, we have new tools to stop taxpayer-funded bailouts and a new consumer watchdog to protect us from predatory lending and abusive credit card practices. And in the past year alone, about 10 million uninsured Americans finally gained the security of health coverage. Which, by the way, Chris, people still, they still want a single-payer system, by the way. Most Americans want that. They don't like what they have. At every step, we were told our goals were misguided or too ambitious, that we would crush jobs and explode deficits. Instead, we've seen the fastest economic growth in over a decade, our deficits cut by two-thirds, a stock market that has doubled, and healthcare inflation at its lowest rate in 50 years. Also, uh, there's no actual statement where anybody said millions of jobs would be lost because of Obamacare. That's actually a bit of an exaggeration. Just point that out. Yeah. At least this is according to the fact-checking I'm seeing right now. This is good news, people. <laughs> he winked! That's so, Winking at the people. Look at him play in the crowd tonight. So, it's like Vegas. So the verdict is clear. Verdict is clear. Vote for me. Middle class economics works. What? Expanding opportunity works. And these policies will continue to work as long as politics don't get in the way. Yeah, that's right. We can't slow down businesses or put our economy at risk with government shutdowns or fiscal showdowns. Oh, that's a good rhyme. We can't put the security of families at risk by taking away their health insurance or unraveling the new rules on Wall Street or refighting past battles on immigration when we've got to fix a broken system. And if a bill comes to my desk that tries to do any of these things, I will... Veto it. Ooh. It will have earned Ooh, my veto. You hear that? He's laying it down. He's laying it down. Uh, and uh, fact check. Yeah. Uh, the government shutdown did actually end up costing more than leaving it running during that yeah. time. Yep. Today, Not, thanks yeah. to a that growing economy, the recovery is touching more and more lives. Wages are finally starting to rise again. We know that more small business owners plan to raise their employees' pay than at any time since 2007. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Chase. Those of us here tonight, Uh we need to set our sights higher than just making sure government doesn't screw things up. The government doesn't halt the progress we're making. 
We need to do more than just do no harm. Tonight, together, we need to get involved. Let's do more to restore the link. We need to hug it out. Hard work and growing opportunity for every American. I think I just spotted a congressperson wearing glitter. Because families like Rebecca <laughs> still need our help. She and Ben are working as hard as ever. But they've had to forego vacations and a new car so that they can pay Do you think we'll get a direct mention of the Keystone Pipeline? Do you think you'll go as specific as that? Mm, he might. He's it's already possible. talked about oil a little bit. Yeah. That's a big <clears throat> so maybe, I mean, maybe that window has been passed. Basic child care for Jack and Henry costs more than their mortgage and almost as much as a year... At the University of Minnesota. I might get shot. Maybe you don't have kids if you can't afford it. Mm. Just saying. Like millions mm. of hardworking Americans. Just saying. Daycare is ridiculous. Rebecca expensive. isn't it's asking true. for a handout. It's true. But she is asking that we look for more ways to help families get ahead. Mm. And in fact, at every moment of economic change throughout our history, this country has taken bold action to adapt to new circumstances. Bold action. And to make sure everyone gets a fair shot. Ah, I've heard that one. Mm -hmm. We set up worker protections, Social Security, Mm -hmm. Medicare, Medicaid, Mm -hmm. to protect ourselves from the harshest adversity. We gave our citizens schools and colleges, infrastructure, and the Internet, Uh, tools they needed to go as far as their efforts and their dreams will take them. That's what middle-class economics is. The idea that this country does best when everyone gets their fair shot. Fair middle, shot again. Middle class everyone economics. Everyone does their fair share. Everyone plays by the same set of rules. Same set of rules is an old one. Uh, economic, middle class economy is interesting. We don't just want everyone to share in America's success. We want everyone to contribute to our success. Uh-huh. There's the clap cue. There you go. So, a little early last time. So what does middle-class economics require in our time? Middle-class economics. First, middle-class economics means helping working families feel more secure in a world of constant change. Middle-class economics. It means helping folks afford childcare, college, health care, a home, retirement. And my budget will address each of these issues, lowering the taxes of working families and putting thousands of dollars back into their pockets each year. Here's one example. During World War II, when men like my grandfather went off to war, having women like my grandmother in the workforce was a national security priority. So this country provided universal child care. In today's economy, when having both parents in the workforce is an economic necessity for many families, we need affordable, high-quality child care more than ever. It's not a nice-to-have. It's a must-have. So it's time we stop treating childcare as a side issue or as a women's issue and treat it like the national economic priority that it is for all of us.
And that's why, that's why my plan will make quality child care more available and more affordable for every middle class and low income family with young children in America. This is a clear example of one of the things where it falls off his 30% success rate. This isn't going to go anywhere. child per year. That'd be my guess. My Red Book prediction. Here's another example. Uh, All right. Today, we are the only advanced country on earth that doesn't guarantee paid sick leave or paid maternity leave to our workers. 43 million workers have no paid sick leave. 43 million. Think about that. And that forces too many parents to make the gut-wrenching choice between a paycheck and a sick kid at home. So I'll be taking new action to help states adopt paid leave laws of their own. And since paid sick leave won where it was on the ballot last November, let's put it to a vote right here in Washington. Send me a bill that gives every worker in America the opportunity to earn seven days of paid sick leave. That's the right thing to do. It's very hypocritical when members of Congress have that. The right thing yeah. to do. Uh, PolitiFact uh, rec- uh, says it's about uh, mostly true that 40% of workers don't have a single paid sick day. Nothing yep. helps families make ends meet 40%. like higher wages. It's true. <clears throat> That's why this Congress still needs to pass a law that makes sure a woman is paid the same as a man for doing the same work. It's 2015. It's time. We still need to make sure employees get the overtime they've earned. And and everyone in this Congress who still refuses to raise the minimum wage, I say this. If you truly believe you could work full-time and support a family on less than $15,000 a year, try it. If not, vote to give millions of the hardest-working people in America a raise. That's going to be a new talking point tagline. Now, these ideas won't make everybody rich, won't relieve every hardship. Ah, quoting Ronald Reagan. That's not the job of government. To give working families a fair shot, fair shot we again. still need more employers to see beyond next quarter's earnings and recognize that investing in their workforce is in their company's long-term interest. We still need laws that strengthen rather than weaken unions and give American workers a voice. Boehner has a cold. Good thing he's got good health care. You know... Things like child care and sick leave. He's spending quite a bit of time pay. on this. Things like lower mortgage premiums and a higher minimum wage. These ideas will make a meaningful difference in the lives of millions of families. This is about, fact. This is about turning around Obama, Obama's last few years in public opinion, right? Democrats this is about turning around the, pub, the middle class public opinion about Obama for his last couple of years. So he goes out as a great Democratic president, is, I think second, is what they want to do. To make yeah. sure folks keep earning higher wages down the road. We have to do more to help Americans upgrade their skills. Because this really isn't going to go anywhere, right? Now America thrived in the 20th century because we made high school free, sent a generation of GIs to college, trained the best workforce in the world. We were ahead of the curve. 
But other countries caught on. And in a 21st century economy that rewards knowledge like never before, we need to up our game. We need to do more. We need more drone pilots. By the end of this decade, two in three job openings will require some higher education. Two in three. See, and yet we still live in a the problem with his statements here is that there are plenty of qualified workers, some that I know personally, that cannot get hired because companies rather hire somebody from overseas where they're cheaper with an H-1 visa. Mm. So mm. I, 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 this part really rubs, and I know it rubs a lot of you guys. To zero. So community college covers some of the costs is what he's talking about. Keep in mind, 40% of our college students choose community college. Some are young and starting out. Some are older and looking for a better job. Some are veterans and single parents trying to transition back into the job market. Whoever you are, this plan is your chance to graduate ready for the new economy without a load of debt. Understand, you've got to earn it. You've got to keep your grades up and graduate on time. Tennessee, a state with Republican leadership, and Chicago, a city with Democratic leadership, are showing that free community college is possible. I want to spread that idea all across America so that two years of college becomes as free and universal in America as high school is today. Let's stay ahead of the curve. Who's going to pay these instructors and professors? And and I want to work with this Congress to make sure those already burdened with student loans can reduce their monthly payments so that student debt doesn't derail anyone's dreams. Hmm. Thanks to Vice President Biden's great work. A quick fact check. Uh, He said 40% of students choose community college. Uh, The most recent stats come from the federal statistics from 2012, which show it was actually 31%. 40%, if that's a real number, hasn't been published anywhere yet. More businesses to follow the lead of companies like CVS and UPS and offer more educational benefits and paid apprenticeships. Opportunities that give workers the chance to earn higher paying jobs, even if they don't have a higher education. And as a new generation of veterans comes home, we owe them every opportunity to live the American dream they helped defend. Already we've made strides towards ensuring that every veteran has access to the highest quality care. We're slashing the backlog that had too many veterans waiting years to get the benefits they need. And we're making it easier for vets to translate their training and experience into civilian jobs. And joining forces, The national campaign launched by Michelle and Jill Biden. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Jill. Has helped nearly 700,000 veterans and military spouses get a new job. Clap in the microphone, Mr. President. So to every CEO in America, let me repeat, if you want somebody who's going to get the job done and done right, hire a veteran. Are they all going to stand for that? They better. (laughs) 
course, you got to train those vets, right, Chase? You got to train them. Finally, vets. as we better train our workers, we need the new economy to keep churning out high wage jobs for our workers to fill. Hmm. How are you going to force companies to do Since that? 2010, America has put more people back to work than Europe, Japan, and all advanced economies combined. Mm. That's only a half truth. Our manufacturers have added almost 800,000 new jobs. Some of our bedrock sectors, like our auto industry, are booming. Overall, though, the job market participation rate has declined, which makes us a half-truth. Jobs at companies like Google and eBay and Tesla. So no one knows for certain which industries will generate the jobs of the future. But we do know we want them here in America. We know that. Well, at least bring them to America, those cheap workers. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why the third part of middle class economics is all about building the most competitive economy anywhere. The place where businesses want to locate and hire. 21st century businesses need 21st century infrastructure, modern ports and stronger bridges faster trains, and the fastest internet. Democrats and Republicans used to agree on this. So let's set our sights higher than a single oil pipeline. Let's pass a bipartisan Uh, infrastructure plan uh, that could create more than 30 times as many jobs per year and make this country stronger for decades to come. Oh. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get it done. It's not going to happen. Let's get it done. 21st century businesses, including small businesses, need to sell more American products overseas. You notice Boehner didn't uh, stand to clap for that one. export more than ever, and exporters tend to pay their workers higher wages. But as we speak, China wants to write the rules for the world's fastest-growing region. That would put our workers and our businesses at a disadvantage. Why would we let that happen? We should write those rules. We should level the playing field. That's why I'm asking both parties to give me trade promotion authority to protect American workers with strong new trade deals from Asia to Europe that aren't just free, but are also fair. That's the right thing to do. Look, I'm... I'm the first one to admit. What? what? I'm the first one something? to admit that past trade deals haven't always lived up to the hype. And that's why we've gone after countries that break the rules at our expense. But 95% of the world's customers live outside our borders. Mm. We can't close ourselves off from those opportunities. Mm. More than half of manufacturing executives have said they're acti- actively looking to bring jobs back from China. So let's give them one more reason to get it done. Mm -hmm. Get it done. 21st century businesses will rely on American science and technology. The App Store. Research and development. (laughs) Google. I want the country that eliminated polio and mapped the human genome to lead a new era of medicine. One that delivers the right treatment. For the the highest dollar? For profit? (laughs) Patents. In some patients with cystic fibrosis, this approach has reversed 
a disease once thought unstoppable. So tonight I'm launching a new precision medicine initiative to bring us closer to curing diseases like cancer and diabetes. I mean, he can cure cancer? And to give all cancer? of us access to the personalized information we need to keep ourselves and our families healthier. We can do this. That's how we, go. That's how we roll. <laughs> I intend to protect a free and open internet. Okay. Oh, Extend oh. its reach to every classroom and every community. And help folks build the fastest networks so that the next generation of digital innovators and entrepreneurs have the platform to keep reshaping our world. It's a lightning connector. Mm. I want America. Uh, it's missing a line, actually. The That's three notches. That unleash new jobs. Converting sunlight into liquid fuel. Hmm? Creating revolutionary prosthetics so that a veteran who gave his arms for his country can play catch with his kids again. I mean, that's amazing. Is that all we get for the internet? Pushing out into the solar system. Not just to visit, but to stay. Now, last month, we launched a new spacecraft as part of a re-energized space program that will send American astronauts to Mars. And in two months, to prepare us for those missions, Scott Kelly will begin a year-long stay in space. So, good luck, Captain. Make sure to Instagram it. <laughs> Don't forget to use a hashtag, I'm stuck up here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting. Hashtag in space. He just said Instagram it, the president during the State of the Union. That's crazy to my face. Now, the truth is, when it comes to issues like infrastructure and basic research, uh-huh. I know there's bipartisan support in this chamber. I know. Members of both parties have told me so. Ooh. Well, Where we too often run onto the rocks is how to pay for these investments. Uh-huh. Tax. As Americans, we don't mind paying our fair share of taxes as long as everybody else does, too. Oh, here we go. Yep, here it comes. But for far too long. Lobbyists have rigged the tax code with loopholes that let some corporations pay nothing mm-hmm. while others pay full freight. They've riddled it with giveaways that the super rich don't need while denying a what? break to middle class families who do. Mr. President, you gave a giveaway, remember? This year we have an opportunity to change that. Oh. Take that money back? Let's close loopholes. So we stop rewarding companies that keep profits abroad and loopholes. reward those that invest loopholes. here in America. Okay. How are you going to do this? Let's use those savings to rebuild our infrastructure and to make it more attractive for companies to bring jobs home. Mm. Okay. Let's simplify the system and let a small business owner file based on her actual bank statement instead of the number of accountants she can afford. Uh, hold on, you're, uh, hold on, let's you're close early. the loopholes that lead to inequality by allowing the top 1% to avoid paying taxes on their accumulated wealth. Yeah, we can use that happen. money to help more families pay for child care. You think that's going to make it? College. Yeah, it's going to happen. We Not need the tax Republican code that truly helps working Americans trying to get a leg up in the new economy. And we can achieve that together. <laughs> we can achieve it together. Come on, Boner. Stand up and clap because they want to do it together, Boner. Come on, stand up. He's not going to do it. He won't do it. He's grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Grumpy. Helping hardworking families make ends meet. Mm Mm-hmm. 
giving them the tools they need for good-paying jobs in this new economy, maintaining the conditions of growth and competitiveness. This is where America needs to go. I believe it's where the American people want to go. It'll make our economy stronger a year from now, 15 years from now, and deep into the century ahead. Of course, if there's one thing this new century has taught us, is that we cannot separate our work here at home from challenges beyond our shores. Oh, here we go. My first duty as Commander-in-Chief is mm. to defend the United States of America. I thought it was protect the Constitution. In doing so, the question is not... Yeah, uphold it. Yeah. In doing so, the question is not whether America leads in the world, but how. When we make rash decisions, reacting to the headlines, like instead fear? of using our heads, mm. when the first response to a challenge is to send in our military... To say it's a YouTube video. ...then we risk getting drawn into unnecessary conflicts and neglect the broader strategy we need for a safer, more prosperous world. That's what our enemies want us to do. I believe in a smarter kind of American leadership. We lead best when we combine military power with strong diplomacy, when we leverage our power with coalition building, when we don't let our fears blind us to the opportunities that this new century presents. That's exactly what we're doing right now. And around the globe, it is making a difference. First, we stand united with people around the world who've been targeted by terrorists, from a school in Pakistan to the streets of Paris. There it is. We will continue to hunt down terrorists and dismantle their networks, and we reserve the right to act unilaterally, as we have done relentlessly since I took office, to take out terrorists who pose a direct threat to us and our allies. God bless the USA. At the same time, we've learned some costly lessons over the last 13 years. <laughs> Instead of Americans patrolling the valleys of Afghanistan, we've trained their security forces, who've now taken the lead. And we've honored our troops' sacrifice by supporting that country's first democratic transition. Instead of sending large ground forces overseas, we're partnering with nations from South Asia to North Africa to deny safe haven to terrorists who threaten America. Touting the ISIL airstrikes in 1900. American leadership, ISIS, Chris, including our military power, is stopping ISIL's advance. ISIS, Mr. President. There's the ISIL mention. Instead of getting dragged into another ground war in the Middle East, we are leading a broad coalition, including Arab nations to degrade and ultimately destroy this terrorist group. the EU. <laughs> We're also supporting a moderate opposition in Syria that can help us in this effort mm-hmm. and assisting people everywhere who stand up to the bankrupt ideology of violent extremism. Now, this effort will take time. It will require focus. But we will succeed. And tonight, I call on this Congress to show the world that we are united in this mission by passing a resolution to authorize the use of force against ISIL. Wow. We ISIS. need there it comes. that authority. So now the elections are over. It's time for the authorization. Second, Codify we're demonstrating is. the power of American strength and diplomacy. We're upholding the principle that bigger nations can't bully the small by opposing Russian aggression. 
and supporting oh, Ukraine's Russia. democracy and reassuring our NATO allies. We have lowered the gas prices. Uh, what? Russian aggression. And, uh, boy, you know when that resolution uh, comes to, they're going to expand the mission oh. for the ISIS fight. Yeah. Fascinating. Something definitely we'll be watching on the show. Last year, as we were doing the hard work of imposing sanctions <laughs> along with our allies, yeah. as we were reinforcing our presence uh, with the frontline states, uh, Mr. Putin's aggression, uh, it was suggested, was a masterful display of strategy and strength. That's what I heard from some folks. Oh, some folks. Well, today, it is America that stands strong and united with our allies, while Russia is isolated with its economy in tatters. That's how America leads. Damn. bluster. <laughs> Snaps. But with persistent, steady resolve. No, uh he didn't. You know, in Cuba, we are ending a policy that was long past its expiration date. Boner, Boner does not like that. No, he's pretty tight-lipped. When what you're doing doesn't work for 50 years, it's time to try something new. Oh, what a, what a concept. And our, our shift in Cuba policy has the potential to end a legacy of mistrust in our hemisphere. It removes a phony excuse for restrictions in Cuba stands up for democratic values, and extends the hand of friendship to the Cuban people. And this year, Congress should begin the work of ending the embargo. As as His Holiness Pope Francis has said, hello, everybody. (laughs) Diplomacy is the work of small steps. These small steps have added up to new hope for the future in Cuba. And after years in prison, we are overjoyed that Alan Gross is back where he belongs. Welcome home, Alan. We're glad you're here. Oh, who's this guy? Look at their faces. Oh, is that the prisoner? Yeah, oh, uh, Obama brought the prisoner here? That's what, that's what their faces look like. Our diplomacy is at work with respect to Iran. Okay where for the first time in a decade, we've halted the progress of its nuclear program and reduced its stockpile of nuclear material. And you're bombing the same people in Syria. Between Mm. now and this spring, we have a chance to negotiate a comprehensive agreement that prevents a nuclear-armed Iran, secures America and our allies, including Israel, while avoiding yet another Middle East conflict. And the spring. Between now and the spring. There are no guarantees that negotiations will succeed. And I keep all options on the table to prevent a nuclear run. Hmm. Fact check is passing the new sanctions passing the sniff test passed here. by this Congress at this moment in time will all but guarantee that diplomacy fails. So new sanctions will guarantee diplomacy Alienating fails. America from its yeah. allies. That's what Obama says. Yeah. Making mm. it harder to maintain sanctions. Guess what? Ensuring mm. that Iran starts up its nuclear program again. We're going to see a fight about that this makes then. Sense. And that's why I will veto any new sanctions bill that threatens to undo this progress. Get my pen! I'm going to veto. Boy, your unfiltered show has a lot to cover this year so far. This is going to be interesting. The American people expect us only to go to war as a last resort. Mission accomplished. Or at least lie to them. That wisdom. (laughs) Third, 
Okay. We're looking beyond the issues that have consumed us in the past to All shape right. the coming century. All right. Yeah. No foreign nation, no hacker should be able to <gasps> shut down our networks. Here we go. Steal our trade secrets. Sispa? Or invade the privacy of American families. We need Especially Sispa. our kids. Sispa. Slide says, encourage companies to share cybersecurity information with the government. Everybody standing up to clap. Modernizing law enforcement tools to fight cybercrime. Establishing a national so standard for companies sure to notify employees about breaches intelligence to combat and customers. Cyber threats, just as we have done to combat terrorism. Oh, yeah. Tonight, I urge this Congress to finally pass the legislation we need to better meet the evolving threat of cyber attacks, combat identity theft, and protect our children's information. Now, remember, that it didn't pass be because the people didn't want it. Anything connected to online networks can be vulnerable. Smartphones, vehicles, electric grids, medical devices, <gasps> public transportation systems. If we don't act, we'll leave our nation and our economy vulnerable. If we do, we can continue to protect the technologies that have unleashed untold opportunities for people around the globe. In West Africa, our troops, oh, our scientists, that was our it? doctors, our nurses. So our that's, what, that's all we get to know about CISPA. Hey, hey, Ebola. hey, Chris, what's that on the screen there? Can you read that? And stopping mm. the spread of disease. Says that Ebola disaster is over. Ebola? Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> what it says. Look, declining basically means I nobody cares. I could not be prouder uh, of them. January 20th. And I thank this Congress for your bipartisan support of their efforts. But the job is not yet done. And the world needs to use this lesson to build a more effective global effort to prevent the spread of future pandemics, invest in smart development, and eradicate extreme poverty. In the Asia-Pacific, we are modernizing alliances while making sure that other nations play by the rules in how they trade, how they resolve maritime disputes, how they participate in meeting common international challenges like nonproliferation and disaster relief. And no challenge, no challenge poses a greater threat to future generations than climate change. Two thousand fourteen was the planet's warmest year on record. How many how long records go back? Just curious. Now one long year time. doesn't long make time. a trend. Oh yeah, a long time. But this does. Fourteen of the fifteen warmest years on record have all fallen in the first fifteen years of this century. I've heard some folks try to dodge the evidence by saying they're not scientists. That we don't have enough information to act. Well, I'm not a scientist either. But you know what? I know a lot of really good scientists at NASA and at NOAA and at our major universities. And the best scientists in the world are all telling us that our activities are changing the climate. And if we don't act forcefully, we'll continue to see rising oceans, longer, hotter heat waves, dangerous droughts and floods, and massive disruptions that can trigger greater migration and conflict and hunger around the globe. The Pentagon says that climate change poses immediate risks to our national security. We should act like it. And that's why... That's why over the past six years, we've done more than ever to to combat climate change from the way we produce energy to Mm. the way we use it. This is an odd reaction you just had. 
That's why we've set aside more public lands and waters than any administration in history. Mm. And that's why I will not let this Congress endanger the health of our children by turning back the clock on our efforts. I am determined to make sure that American leadership drives international action. In Beijing, we made a historic announcement. The United States will double the pace at which we cut carbon pollution, and China committed for the first time to limiting their emissions. And because the world's two largest economies came together, other nations are now stepping up and offering hope that this year the world will finally reach an agreement to protect the one planet we've got. Looks like... Uh, and there's one last pillar of our leadership. It looks like a lot of people online That's the example of our are polling very, very low on the uh, environmental stuff. Americans, we respect human dignity. Mm. Doesn't, seem to, be, doesn't seem to work with a lot of people. No, Which is because why they don't I believe it. Prohibited torture and work to make sure our use of new technology like drones is properly constrained. Oh, really? Drones got a mention. And a clap. I didn't even expect them to get a mention. I'm impressed. It's why we speak out against the deplorable anti-Semitism that has resurfaced in certain parts of the world. It's why we continue to reject offensive stereotypes of Muslims, the vast majority of whom share our commitment to peace. That's why we defend free speech and advocate for political prisoners and condemn the persecution of women or religious minorities or people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. We do these things not only because they are the right thing to do, but because ultimately they will make us safer. Uh, Boner doesn't agree. Just doesn't agree. As Americans, we have a profound commitment to justice. So it makes no sense to spend $3 million per prisoner to keep open a prison that the world condemns and terrorists use to recruit. Mm. Since I've been president, we've worked responsibly to cut the population of Gitmo in half. Now it is time to finish the job, and I will not relent in my determination to shut it down. It is not who we are. It's time to close Gitmo. That was a campaign promise, right? Like, originally. Yep. As Americans, we cherish our civil liberties. And we need to uphold that commitment if we want maximum cooperation from other countries and industry in our fight against terrorist networks. So while some have moved on from the debates over our surveillance programs, mm. I have not. As promised, our intelligence agencies have worked hard with the recommendations of privacy advocates to increase transparency and build more safeguards against potential abuse. Privacy advocates Next hired month, by the NSA. we'll issue a report on how we're keeping our promise to keep our country safe while strengthening privacy. Okay. Looking to the future instead of the past. Making sure we match our power with diplomacy mm. and use force wisely. Building coalitions to meet new challenges and opportunities. Leading always with the example of our values. That's what makes us exceptional. That's what keeps us strong. That's why we have to keep striving to hold ourselves to the highest of standards, our own. 
You know, just over a decade ago, I gave a speech in Boston where I said there wasn't a liberal America or a conservative America, a black America or a white America, but a United States of America. I said this because I had seen it in my own life, in a nation that gave someone like me a chance. Because I grew up in Hawaii, a melting pot of races and customs. Melting pot? Because I made Illinois my home, a state of small towns, rich farmland, one of the world's great cities, a microcosm of the country where Democrats and Republicans and independents, good people of every ethnicity and every faith. Totally not Kenya. Share certain bedrock values. Over the past six years, the pundits have pointed out more than once that my presidency hasn't delivered on this vision. How ironic, they say, that our politics seems more divided than ever. It's held up as proof, not just of my own flaws, of which there are many, but also as proof that the vision itself is misguided, naive, that there are too many people in this town who actually benefit from partisanship and gridlock for us to ever do anything about it. They're all nodding. Look at that guy right there nodding. <laughs> that's hilarious. I know how tempting yeah, right. such cynicism may be. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I'm bought off. <laughs> but I still think the cynics are wrong. I still believe that we are one people. I still believe that together we can do great things, even when the odds are long. I believe this because over and over in my six years in office, I have seen America at its best. I've seen the hopeful faces of young graduates from New York to California, and our newest officers at West Point, Annapolis, Colorado Springs, New London. I've mourned with grieving families in Tucson and Newtown, in Boston, in West Texas, in West Virginia. I've watched Americans beat back adversity from the Gulf Coast to the Great Plains, from Midwest assembly lines to the Mid-Atlantic seaboard. I've seen something like gay marriage go from a wedge issue used to drive us apart to a story of freedom across our country, a civil right now legal in states that seven in ten Americans call home. Hmm. Over 70% of the U.S. populace now lives in an area currently issuing so, marriage license to same-sex couples So I statewide. know the good and optimistic and big-hearted generosity of the American people who every day live the idea that we are our brother's keeper and our sister's keeper. And I know they expect those of us who serve here to set a better example. So the question for those of us here tonight is how we, all of us, can better reflect America's hopes. I've served in Congress with many of you. I know many of you well. There are a lot of good people here on both sides of the aisle. And many of you have told me that this isn't what you signed up for. Arguing past each other on cable shows, the constant fundraising, 
Always looking over your shoulder at how the base will react to every decision. Imagine if we broke out of these tired old patterns. Imagine if we did something different. Not going to happen. Congress currently has an 11% approval rating and a 96% Understand, incumbent rate. Politics isn't one where Democrats abandon their agenda or, or Republicans simply embrace mine. Two words. Term limits. A better politics is one where we appeal to each other's basic decency instead of our basest fears. A better politics is one where we debate without demonizing each other. Where we talk issues and values and principles and facts rather than gotcha moments or trivial gaffes or fake controversies that have nothing to do with people's daily lives. Fake controversies. A politics... A better politics is one where we spend less time drowning in dark money for ads that pull us into the gutter and spend more time lifting young people up with a sense of purpose and possibility. So he's just totally in La La Land now? them to join in the great mission of building America. No, I mean, he's being honest, I guess, but it's not going to matter, unfortunately. Let's have arguments, but let's make them debates worthy of this body and worthy of this country. Sounds like he's talking down to him. We still may not agree on a woman's right to choose, but surely we can agree it's a good thing that teen pregnancies and abortions are nearing all-time lows and that every woman should have access to the health care that she needs. <laughs> not that I'm totally hitting a talking point right now while I'm trying to also talk to you. Like, wow, that's just a politician if I've ever seen one. Yes, passions still fly on immigration, but surely we can... All see something of ourselves in the striving young student and agree that no one benefits when a hardworking mom is snatched from her child, and then it's possible to shape a law that upholds our tradition as a nation of laws and a nation of immigrants. I've talked to Republicans and Democrats about that. That's something that we can share. We may go at it in campaign season. But surely we can agree that the right to vote is sacred, that it's being denied to too many, and that on this 50th anniversary of the great march from Selma to Montgomery and the passage of the Voting Rights Act, we can come together, Democrats and Republicans, to make voting easier for every single American. We may have different takes on the events of Ferguson and New York. But surely we can understand a father who fears his son can't walk home without being harassed. And surely we can understand the wife who won't rest until the police officer she married walks through the front door at the end of his shift. And surely we can agree that it's a good thing that for the first time in 40 years, the crime rate and the incarceration rate have come down together and use that as a starting point for Democrats and Republicans, community leaders and law enforcement to reform America's criminal justice system so that it protects and serves all of us. Boy, now we're just shooting for anything we can. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, put this down. That'll make it historic. People will think I'm going to do this. Come on. Now, he, he's setting it up, Chris. He's setting it up for the, for the election. He's going to say, well, look, the Republicans didn't want to do this. That's, That's what he's doing. Politics. That's a better politics. That's how we start rebuilding trust. That's how we move this country forward. 
That's what the American people want. And that's what they deserve. Yeah, look at the approval rating. That's exactly what they want. But no one ever listens. I that's have the problem. no more campaigns to run. My only agenda... I know, because I won both of them. Um, oh. Oh. Wow. That's how we roll. They love it when he goes off script, don't they? My only agenda for the next two years is the same as the one I've had since the day I swore an oath on the steps of this Capitol. To do what I believe is best for America. If you share the broad vision I outlined tonight, I ask you to join me in the work at hand. If you disagree with parts of it, I hope you'll at least work with me where you do agree. And I commit to every Republican here tonight that I will not only seek out your ideas, I will seek to work with you to make this country stronger. Because because I want this chamber, I want this city to reflect the truth that for all our blind spots and shortcomings, we are a people with the strength and generosity of spirit to bridge divides, to unite in common effort, to help our neighbors, whether down the street or on the other side of the world. I want our actions to tell every child in every neighborhood, your life matters. And we are committed to improving your life chances, as committed as we are to to working on behalf of our own kids. I want future generations to know that we are a people who see our differences as a great gift. That we're a people who value the dignity and worth of every citizen. Man and woman, young and old, black and white, Latino, Asian, immigrant, Native American, gay, straight, Americans with mental illness or physical disability. Everybody matters. I want, I want them to grow up in a country that shows the world what we still know to be true, that we are still more than a collection of red states and blue states, that we are the United States of America. I want them to grow up in a country where a young mom can sit down and write a letter to her president with a story that sums up these past six years. It's amazing what you can bounce back from when you have to. We are a strong, tight-knit family who's made it through some very, very hard times. My fellow Americans, we too are a strong, tight-knit family. We, too, have made it through some hard times. Fifteen years into this new century, we have picked ourselves up, dusted ourselves off, and begun again the work of remaking America. We have laid a new foundation. A brighter future is ours to write. Let's begin this new chapter together. And let's start the work right now. Thank you. God bless you. God bless this country we love. Thank you.
So there's the president finishing up his State of the Union address. Shaking hands with Boner and uh, the vice president. Uh, so, Chase, we got about 30 seconds of uh, cyber uh, from uh, President Obama during the State of the Union. Yeah. Uh, the quote that jumped out at me the most is, No foreign nation, no hacker should be able to shut down our networks, steal our trade secrets, or invade the privacy of American families, especially our kids. So got a little uh, mention in there for the, for the kids. Uh, what did you think overall? I, were you surprised that drones got a mention? Not really, just because of how much we've been using them. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. Uh, more surprised, I guess, about uh, Instagram getting a mention more than anything <laughs> else. But, no, I, it's, it's one of those things where I know a lot of what he said uh, is, is hopeful that is going to happen, but it won't. I mean, with a Republican-controlled yeah. Congress right yeah. now and an approval rating of under 12 percent, right? Um, it's just bad. It's just awful. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. CNN is just catching up with the wrap-up. Let's uh, check out their coverage of it right here. Uh, this is uh, they'll have the Republican response. So we're gonna yeah, we'll keep going. See what they okay. have to say. And... All right. Oh, he's giving the kisses. President of the United States clearly emboldened, seemingly a lot more confident, delivering a very very strong speech outlining so many of the core principles of the Democratic base. The president clearly very warmly received by Democrats, not so much by the Republican majority in the House and the Senate. Uh, I think it's Thanks fair to for say, watching President Obama's we see the president well, Welcome. Thanks. I think there's uh, multiple feeds there. This happens sometimes when you have like multiple things coming in. <laughs> multiple so, tags. Did you know, speaking of that, that Obama's doing, or somebody's doing like a YouTube Q&A? Have you heard about this? No, I have not. Yeah, there's a YouTube Q&A going on after this. Oh. They're going to ask really hard-hitting questions. Yeah, totally softball. What? Wow. What it should have could have. He, he certainly was. It certainly was a much more optimistic uh, message than we heard from a lot of the Democratic Thank candidates uh, on the stomp. One much more focused on the economy. Much, one much more optimistic. Remember, one of the reasons that President Obama uh, was elected in 2008 and reelected in 2012 is because of the optimism uh, that he is able to project. In fact, he reminds... I did think he really did seem to give it quite the performance. Uh, like, I felt yeah. like he was really giving it that Obama spin. America. Uh, you know, I, I think you know? The, the chat room picked up on it, and I kind of picked up on it. Did you notice, like, there was a part that he was getting kind of emotional? Yeah. And... Um, He's, he's, Either he was acting or it yeah. looked really legit. I don't know. I, it's Chase. one of the two. I mean, it's it's it almost was. Re, I'm, I'm a skeptical man, but you think he's probably re, he read that line probably yeah. 30, 40, 100, 200 times. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Obviously, the Republican uh, response uh, will be coming up here in a minute. They already got an advanced copy of the speech, of course, so they can formulate that response. Right. What do you think they're going to touch on? What do you think their strongest anti point will be? Uh, well, you know, I, I would be surprised if they didn't touch on the tax stuff, right? Because right. he essentially talked about increasing taxes on people that can afford more. Uh, of course, he talked about free school. That's got to be something. Yeah. I would I would not be surprised. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm looking at this, and I just saw him uh, shake hands with Eric Holder and Chuck Hagel. It's very brief. It wasn't uh, very formal. It wasn't very informal. It was just very – it was very right. – uh, it's interesting. Two people that are on the way out that were close with Obama, and he re- really he, – he just greeted them like they were somebody he doesn't even know. I, I wonder if they'll mention – you know, talk about Obamacare. What do you think they're going to touch on? Well, I, I think they're going to touch, uh, of course, on Obamacare. I think they're also going to touch on possibly uh, worker stuff. Uh, you know, there's been a big late push 
uh, with sick time, vacation time, and obviously that was a big talking point during the speech. We might even hear maybe something about Cuba, and uh, actually, I think we might hear more about you know how the president is starting to take more executive actions. Mm, maybe so. And so, obviously, the Republicans don't like that very much. Uh, uh, if, so we might hear more about that. I want to jump back to uh, the cybersecurity stuff here just for a second. Uh, you know, it, it goes 30, 45 seconds in his speech, but what we're going to have now is months and months of this being rolled out. Uh, and the proposals that are going back in through the system right now, one's being submitted by Obama and the White House, one by your buddy Dutch Ruppersberger, who's Good replaced friend. Mike Rogers as the advocate for the NSA. Uh, no, seriously, uh, yeah. it, 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 this plan uh, is essentially CISPA from last year. Uh, actually, Dutch's is word for word CISPA from last year. It indemnifies companies for sharing information if there's a if there is a national security threat. A national security threat is defined as anything that degrades a network. So, if there's anything that's degrading a network, that then indemnifies commercial companies to share information with the federal my government. My Linux torrenting might. You know, degraded Possibly. network. Possibly. Therefore, they have to see my bits. I suppose so. Here's the other great thing. Uh, not only do the companies get indemnified for what they share with the federal government, once it's shared with the federal government, uh, and Mashable has this written up right now, it allows the it allows this center the center uh, cyber information center that would have this information in the federal government allows them to share that information with other agencies without you being notified. So, if say, for example, the IRS needed access to that yeah. information the, under the law that Obama wants to pass, the companies would be indemnified for sharing it, and then once the federal government has it, they can share it with any other agency internally. It really bothered me when they when they talked about uh, unemployment and and stats. Is that do I need to make that small? Just scroll down. It'll be a super zoomed in, but it's actually gives people a chance to really look at the chart there. So it's not yeah, so bad. Yeah, definitely. So. So the, uh, the the colors here, so the official unemployment numbers is the red line. Uh, the kind of grayish line is another unemployment number, which is a broad statistic. And the blue line is a uh, line that's provided by shadow stats. And I know you can't really see it, but as you can see, the blue line is between 20 and 22% and re- remained pretty consistent in comparison to the unemployment numbers provided by the government. And what really for, uh, frustrates me about the statistics that the government uses as opposed to legitimate you know, unemployment numbers that I believe that ShadowStats has accurate is it doesn't count people who have fallen out of the workforce mm. and no longer claim and basically have given up. It doesn't count people that are, quote, unquote, underemployed. Therefore, you know, say, for example, they made a $50,000 a year job and they've gone back in the uh, workforce to make 35000 Yeah, right. It it doesn't count that. And, you know, the the president, you know, touted, you know, these great job gains and numbers. And while, yes, that's probably true, maybe, you know, they're spot on numbers. A lot of those jobs are not huge high-paying jobs. They're low-wage jobs. Uh, meanwhile, while you have companies out there that are cutting hours uh, because of the uh, Affordable Care Act mandate, where you know if if an employer has X amount of workers and mm-hmm. they and they uh, you know have a certain amount of time, I think it's thirty hours or more per week that they have to provide health care. Um, additionally, you know, he talks about the minimum wage. Um, meanwhile, you know, while we should be raising it, while you have uh, Cities that are basically forcing cus, uh, companies to raise the minimum wage on their own to fifteen dollars an hour, at least in this neck of the woods. Uh, so there's a lot of um, lack of communication and a lack of understanding of what really is going on right now, and it's frustrating to see and hear. It's or spin, I suppose. Yeah, it's huge spin. Yeah, I mean, meanwhile, you know, he talks about, of course, you know, people should have sick time. Uh, my employer combines sick time and vacation time, and I unfortunately have had. 
uh, a bad round of, of sickness. I've had two separate sicknesses. Uh, unfortunately, I work in an atmosphere where there's a lot of people that do get sick and they have to come to work because vacation time yeah. and sick time is combined. Right. Yeah. So you have to come to work, otherwise you lose everything. And right. It, so I think everybody else gets sick. And you know, I'm not. I'm not. I don't like forcing anybody to do anything. You know, I'm a big uh, you know freedom guy. You know, kind of thing. But gosh, there's what, something wrong when we're the only co- uh, country, uh, pretty much in the world, that doesn't provide something like that. I wonder what the security is like uh, in in the chamber like this. I'm going to tune back into their audio feed to see if we have an update on when we're going to get the Republican response. Full. Engagement mode. I haven't heard anything from Republicans. Let's see what they say. But that is that is Barack Obama back. S.E. Kelf, do you feel on the back foot? <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't join Van in, in that enthusiasm. Sounds like they're talking about but it. I, I will agree. Least. You know, the criticism of Democrats leading up to the 2014 midterms was that they didn't have a cohesive economic message, and I heard one tonight. It's not one, obviously, I agree with. What did you think of the term uh, uh, middle class economics? Uh, middle class. Got, you got, got Reaganomics. Now you're going to have middle, middle class, class economics. economics. Where, you know, it's essentially it's like it's trickle-down economics, only it's middle class down economics. See, see, it's the biggest fight there is because the middle class is getting smaller and smaller. The, the gap is getting wider. And we already know this. We already see this in statistics. I mean, there was a, a stat that was just released the other day talking about nearly 49 or 50 percent of the world's wealth and economy – Come from the top one percent, um, and so it's 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 these kind of numbers and information that a lot of people start to give up, and they feel like nothing's going to happen. You look at the approval rating of Congress, and while yes, the president is giving out some great talking points and great messages, until we vote these guys out of Congress and get the money out of there, nothing, nothing. Mark my words, nothing will change in this regard. Uh, remember, he went in on hope and change, right? He went in on, on well, this big platform. Let me, uh, let me give you a counter argument. Didn't happen. Uh, here's maybe why uh, maybe something will change now. Because okay. uh, he still has they, – they have to – if they want to get something done right. and they want to produce results, right. the Congress, then they have to get it through Obama's desk. Oh, that's so true. In order, in order to get him to not veto it constantly, they're going to have to compromise on some stuff and put some stuff he wants in there. Right. So because of it, it almost now, – now that there's not going to be such the gridlock below Obama's level, maybe we'll actually start seeing some stuff show up. True. Uh, I don't know. I, to me, I, I, I think what I, what I find more interesting is not so much what are we going to get, what, what, he, what did he say that's actually going to come true. It's more about what was the messaging that was important tonight. What are the things we're going to need to watch out for? What are the things that we're going to see coming based on the things that were set up in this speech? Because a lot of times the way this works is he talks about something in the speech. Well, behind the scenes, there's a whole bunch of things that are happening to make that work. You know, right. there's legislation being written. There's teams yeah. being lined up. So something that's a talking point in the State of the Union address actually translates to a whole bunch of work behind the scenes. So you can take these major points that he touches on, like the cybersecurity yeah. and the infrastructure investment. You can say, okay, this is going to be the platform that they're going to fight around. This is the stuff they're going to fight about for the the next year and then your unfilter show goes okay well these are the elements of it that we think are going to be important for our audience sure and then we'll follow those are you shocked uh, that the president didn't bring up anything i know we always like to end the show on a high note uh but are you surprised that he didn't bring up anything about the new states coming online you with know, I uh, guess marijuana not. no i suppose not uh i think he's trying you know i don't think so uh, it's it's funny. It's an issue that he sort of, once he's gotten into office, stayed clear of. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh, it doesn't surprise me too much. I wonder if that will be true next year. You know, uh, next State of the Union, maybe things will be a little different. Right. 
But I, I'm not, it doesn't surprise me Well, too we much. do have more states obviously going to have it on the ballot this year. Uh, so there's going to be more things happening in that. And, you know, obviously the president did bring up Cuba, uh, which I'm not shocked about it yeah. and that at all. Yeah. Um, granted, a lot of the Republicans don't like it, but I, I honestly agree with the president. 50 years, yeah, it hasn't been working. It's time to spin sure. it up. Yeah. Come on. Uh, a better, Canadians can go. Why can't we? A better politics. Uh, that's that's, uh, a, that's, that's a, a tagline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we, we still don't have the Republican response yet, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be incredible, uh, but I think, <laughs> I think the Republicans are spending the last few minutes getting their notes together. Do we know who's uh, given the Republican response? No, I, I was waiting to see if they'd say here on... On the, on the CNN feed. Now, remember last year, the Republican response was given by one of our own Washington yeah. State uh, yeah. senators, yeah. Uh, Kathy McMorris Rogers. So, uh, I'm going to go back to where or not I was, Senator, I also um, think he, Congressperson. He, he told the Congress there is good news here. I'm not used to hearing that from him. And what I think he's done is deliver a big promissory note to the American people, which is it's going to continue to get better. He put that on the table. If it doesn't, then he was defined by a check in another feed. There were also lighter moments and some ad lib moments. Uh, Here's one of the lighter moments. Oh, here we go. Here's a lighter moment. Here's a highlight. Yeah. I have no more campaigns to run. My only agenda. (laughs) I know because I won both of them. Oh, snap. Responding opposite Michael, the, the applause when he said he had no more campaigns to run. You know, when I read the script before he began his remarks, I said to myself, "I wonder if that will be Wait. an applause line for some script? to cheer." You mean you mean speech? You mean you mean speech, not script? As an individual whose party had just taken control. Oh my gosh! All right, I, I think it's about as much as I can stand right there. I know. Uh, I, all right, so if you uh, like your unfiltered show, even when we go off format like this, we'd love your support over Patreon.com/slash/unfilter. Yeah, that'd be a great way. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, trying to digest the State of the Union can be tough, and so hopefully, we're able to kind of ease that down like Pepto Bismol. Yeah, you know, uh, it's something you you like <laughs> feel like maybe I should follow this, but I just can't stand it. Yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully, your unfiltered show made it a little easier, and it's like for I, I I bet it'll be skipped by some, especially those across the pond. Yeah. But for the hardcore unfilters. You're going to watch this and be like, this is going to be stuff we're going to be dealing with this year. Yep, some of the stuff. Absolutely. And of course, you can help us track some of that stuff over at our subreddit, right, Chase? That's right. Unfiltered.reddit.com is the place where you can go and submit stories that could be possibly included into the show. But irregardless, you can actually engage in the conversation. It's a great place to go yeah. and actually Look share. That. Look at that top one right now. New police radars can see inside I your home. I heard homes. about this. I was just like, wow. Yeah, I'm going to try to read that tonight. Wow. Now, Chris, obviously, people knew that we we're doing a show today because hey, of the State of the Union. Hey, buddy. Where do you go to find out that information? Twitter.com slash Chris LAS. That's where I go. Uncle. That's where I go. Look at, look at that fancy, handsome gentleman there. Oh, yeah, who is that guy? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Anyways, what about you, Chase? Are you on Twitter? You know, I do the Twitter thing, uh, at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S, if you're following me on the Twitter. I love that. You love, I love that. that banner. Uh, if you're following me on the Twitter, you would have noticed that I just posted a new uh, Minecraft what? episode. Where, yes. what? Where would I find that new Minecraft Geek episode? TV. We talked about oh. redstone toggles. You, you like redstone, right? I love redstone. It's like gets your brain going. how I going. get it done. That's how I get it done. You make some red redstone circuits? Yeah, this studio is powered by redstone. You know what? After this, it should be. That's right. 
GeekGamer.tv. Go check it out, everybody. Yeah. Now, as a reminder, we normally do the show every single Wednesday. We get the show rolling about 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern mm-hmm. at JBLive.tv. That's right. So if you are inclined to join our awesome chat room, engage, we'd suggest ho- titles. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. We'd love to have you, have you join us live. JBLive.tv. You can go to JupiterBroadcasting.com slash calendar to get that in your local time. And don't forget JupiterBroadcasting.com slash contact to send us in your feedback. Yes, you guys. Well, hey, you guys have a great week. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of mm, Unfilter. And much. we will see you right back here next week. week. All right, Chase. Now we go pick our title. This one it could be. We could just do State of the Union 2015. But I is the Republicans finally stepping up to the microphone right now? Oh, are they? Jeez, really? As we're as we're wrapping? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh she yeah, is. All right, we'll, all right. We'll catch it real quick. We'll catch it. Right, here we geez, go. Jeez, Louise. As a mother, a soldier, and a newly elected senator from the great state of Iowa, I already love it. I am proud to speak with you tonight. I love it already. A few moments Look ago, we heard the president lay out his vision for the year to come. Even if we may not always agree, it's important to hear different points of view in this great country. We appreciate the president sharing his. Tonight, though, rather than respond to a speech, I'd like to talk about your priorities. I'd like to have a conversation about the new Republican Congress you just elected and how we plan to make wow, I feel like she's talking down to me right now. your concerns again. A little condescending We heard a the bit. message yeah. you yeah, sent in November, like. loud and clear. She does sound like Wei Yun. Getting to work to change the direction Washington has been taking our country. Right. Thank you for calling the Republican Party. Also understands how difficult these past six years have been. For many of us, the sting of the economy and the frustration with Washington's dysfunction weren't things we had to read about. We felt them every day. But we felt them in Red Oak, you kind the of, little town you in southwestern Iowa where I grew up and am still proud to call home today. As a young girl, I plowed the fields of our family farm. I worked construction with my dad. Zoom in. To save for college, I worked the morning biscuit line at Hardee's. We were raised to live simply, not to waste. It was a lesson my mother taught me every rainy morning. You see, growing up, I had only one good pair of shoes. So on rainy school days, my mom would slip plastic bread bags over them to keep them dry. Why is she doing this? Why do they do this every time? They because always do this. Because the school bus would be filled with rows and rows of relate because to me, because, little people. Relate to me. Well, because that's American. You know, it's telling a story. You know, you can relate. May not have had money, oh, yeah, I'm her. But they worked hard for what they did have. These days, though, many families feel like they're working harder and harder with less and less to show for it. Not just in Red Oak, but across the country. We see our neighbors agonize over stagnant wages and lost jobs. We see the hurt caused by canceled health care plans and higher monthly insurance bills. 
We see too many moms and dads put their own dreams on hold while growing more fearful about the kind of future they'll be able to okay. live to their okay. children. I mean, you want, do you want to listen to this whole thing? Yeah, we, we started. Might as well finish. Oh, God. Demanded we, solutions be fair. Fair and balanced, Chris. Washington responded with the same stale mindset that led to failed policies like Obamacare. It's a mindset that gave us political talking points, not serious solutions. That's why the new Republican majority you elected started by reforming Congress to make it function again. And now we're working hard to pass the kind of serious job creation ideas you deserve. One you've probably heard about is the Keystone Jobs Bill. (laughs) President Obama has been delaying this bipartisan infrastructure project for years, even though many members of his party. So uh, a funny thing is I had I had pulled a I had pulled a fact early figuring he would mention the Keystone Pipeline. And and the fact that I was going to trot out if he said it was going to create jobs is that the bulk majority of the jobs it creates are temporary jobs. Yes, there is residual jobs, but like 70 percent of the jobs it creates are temporary jobs. Do it with minimal environmental impact. We worked with Democrats to pass this bill through the House. We're doing the same now in the Senate. President Obama will soon have a decision to make. Will he sign the bill or block good American jobs? There's a lot we can achieve if we work together. Let's tear down trade barriers in places like Europe and the Pacific. Let's sell more of what we make and grow in America over there so we can boost manufacturing wages and jobs right here at home. Let's simplify America's outdated and loophole-ridden tax code. Republicans think tax violations just say the same shit every year? Is that what this is? Not just the well-connected. So let's iron out loopholes to lower rates and create jobs, not pay for more government spending. The president has already expressed some support for these kinds of ideas. We're calling on him now to cooperate to pass them. You'll see a lot of serious work in this new Congress. Some of it will occur where I stand tonight, in the Armed Services Committee room. This is where I'll join committee colleagues, Republicans and Democrats, to discuss ways to support our exceptional military and its mission. This is where we'll debate strategies to confront terrorism and the threats posed by Al-Qaeda, ISIL, and those radicalized by them. We know threats like these can't just be wished away. We've been reminded of terrorism's reach, both at home and abroad, most recently in France and Nigeria, and on Fox but News also and in CNN. places like Canada and Australia. Our hearts go out to all the innocent victims of terrorism and their loved ones. We can only imagine the depth of their grief. For two decades, I've proudly worn our nation's uniform. Today, as a lieutenant colonel in the Iowa Army National Guard, while deployed overseas with some of America's finest men and women, I've seen just how dangerous these kinds of threats can be. The forces of violence and oppression don't care about the innocent. 
We need a comprehensive plan to defeat them. We must also honor America's veterans. These men and women have sacrificed so much in defense of our freedoms and our way of life. They deserve nothing less than the benefits they were promised and a quality of care we can all be proud of. These are important issues the new Congress plans to address. We'll also keep fighting to repeal and replace a health care law that's hurt so many hardworking families. We'll work to correct executive overreach. Mm, I told we'll you. We'll propose knew ideas it. that aim to cut wasteful spending and balance the budget with meaningful reforms, not higher taxes like the president has proposed. We'll advance solutions to prevent the kind of cyber attacks we've seen recently. We'll work to confront Iran's nuclear ambitions. And we'll defend life because protecting our most vulnerable is an important measure of any society. Congress is back to work on your behalf, ready to make Washington focus on your concerns again. We know America faces big challenges, but history has shown there's nothing our nation and our people can't accomplish. Just look at my parents and grandparents. They had very little to call their own except the sweat on their brow and the dirt on their hands. But they worked, they sacrificed, and they dreamed big dreams for their children and grandchildren. And being a politician wasn't a full-time job. An ordinary Iowan like me has had some truly extraordinary opportunities because they showed me that you don't need to come from wealth or privilege to make a difference. You just need the freedom to dream big and a whole lot of hard work. The new Republican Congress you elected is working to make Washington understand that, too. She keeps needing to remind us. And with a little cooperation from the president, we can get Washington working again. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you tonight. May God bless this great country of ours, the brave Americans serving in uniform on our behalf, Mm, and you, the hardworking men and women who make the United States of America the greatest nation the world has ever known. Yeah, woo. Set off the fireworks, please. Uh, uh, right there she is, the uh, Republican <laughs> yeah, away, senator away, from away, Iowa, Jimmy with a 10-minute Republican response. There you go, Chase. There you go. So uh, we have uh, a couple of titles to pick from here, buddy. Uh, what do you think of – don't forget, Chairman, you can go vote right now. What do you think of State of the Obvious? Ooh. You like that? Middle-class Terranomics? Ooh. I think I like State of the Obvious. We could do State of the Obvious 2015. I like that. State of the Office 2015. 2015. Yep. All right. Very good. Very, very nice. good. All right. So uh, we're going to get, but you guys, hopefully you enjoyed I, I don't know. I can't tell if this is a super long show or like. It's long. It's about one hour 30. All right. Seven. That's, that's plenty. Yeah. That's plenty. You guys. We'll be back to our regular time. Yeah. We'll be back to our regular time, our regular fun and flow. <laughs> that's what she said. Ah-ha. Hey-o. Hey-o. Next week. Unfilter Show returns in full force. But by the way, thanks for By the time we talk next week, we'll both be older. Wow. Think about that. See you then, everybody. Love you. Totes!